The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. How are you feeling today? Are you feeling alive and energetic? or lethargic and weak. Listen to your heart. Welcome to The Healing Whisper, A Return to Peace. Your host for the hour is Dr. Marianne Chase. When we fail to understand and work on the root cause of our stress and illness, we seem to be in a never-ending spiral of poor health and low energy. It's time to re-harness that potential in order to live a better life. Now, here's Dr. Marianne. Hello and welcome to the show. This is Dr. Marianne Chase, and I am so glad that you can join me today. Today, I have a guest with me that is going to be talking about weight loss. And yes, this is the first time we have discussed this significant issue on this show. And uh, my guest is Dr. Angela Tran. Welcome, Dr. Angela. Thank you, Dr. Marianne. I'm so excited to be here. Well, before we get into this information about the weight loss, I need do need to cover a few little items, and I'd just like to remind everybody that uh, you can connect with me on my Facebook page, The Healing Whisper, as well as Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, and my website, thehealingwhisper.com. I'd also like to say that this show is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not intended to treat, diagnose, heal, or cure anything. Everything contained in this show is strictly the opinion of myself, Dr. Marianne Chase, and my guest today, Dr. Angela Tran. Please always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any concerns that you may have. I'd also like to let everybody know a little bit about Dr. Tran. She is a board-certified internal medicine and obesity medicine specialist. After working as a primary care physician for five years, she realized that she was prescribing numerous medications for treatment of conditions where the ultimate root cause was obesity. She left internal medicine to open MedFit Medical Weight Loss Clinic to focus on weight management. She now directs a medically monitored program that provides a complete weight management solution to long-term success. So, um, during before the show, I didn't ask you, Dr. Angela, is, is that okay if I call you Dr. Angela? Yes, absolutely. And Dr. Angela, you're you're you are a doctor of osteopathy. And I know there are people out there that do not realize there is a difference tw- between the osteopathic physician and the medical f- physician. So can you quickly sort of let us know what that difference is? 
Sure. You know, I decided when I wanted to go to medical school, you know, I had the mindset that I wanted to provide care to my patients in more of a holistic approach. Uh, That is really the underlying philosophy of osteopathic medicine. Your body is an entire system and each organ system works with each other. And so rather than just pinpointing one specific area, we have to have an understanding of the system and the body as a whole. And going to the medical school in Kansas City, I learned how to utilize your own body to heal itself. And now that I'm a medical weight loss doctor, I'm allowing my patients to use food in the form of medicine to really enhance your body's system so that you can naturally be efficient and have great energy and really, you know, focus on your life. Well, and that's absolutely wonderful. And uh, there was a time there that the osteopathic physician was really uh, villainized. (laughs) And so Mm -hmm. some of my best friends are osteopathic, excuse me, physicians. And I have always appreciated the uh, spinal manipulation techniques that uh, osteopaths will use in their healing modalities. So now you decided that medications were not the answer. And I also really appreciate that because anybody who has listened to this show over any period of time knows that my feelings are that all illness and disease is caused by stress. Mm -hmm. So now, how does this come into the obesity issue? Because there is also that situation that obesity is caused by, well, what you mentioned earlier, the foods that we eat. And what about the chemicals that we are exposed to? How do you bring all of this into your weight loss philosophy? Well, I'm glad you brought up the concept of stress. I mean, you you really want to start out, you know, digging in deep because stress is really one of the top factors that is contributing to the poor health that we have in this country. Now, again, with the basic foundation of osteopathic medicine, we believe that the body has its innate ability to heal itself. And... When we understand the systems, how it uh, is efficient, how it works, uh, we can control our health. But it is challenging. As you had mentioned, we are exposed to chemicals, pollutants, you know, hormones, antibiotics, um, things out there that are affecting our health system. And so what I teach to my patients is uh, really along your philosophy of healing codes. I mean, I tell you, I went straight to that part of your website because it really resonated with me and what I teach with my patients. We need to uh, talk about using food in the form of medicine. We want to help our body learn how to heal itself, 
but it's not just a physical level. It includes a spiritual level, an emotional level. And as we live in these challenges of these environments that are exposing us to different things, we still are able to really feed our bodies the right nutrients, again, to be healthy. Well, now, Dr. Tran, is weight loss the ability to get the weight off only for the wealthy people? Because, you know, it's very difficult for some people in the poorer parts of our world, uh, at least in America, it can be sometimes difficult for these individuals to get clean, healthy foods. How have you approached that? That's a great question. Health is for everybody. Believe it or not, those who feel that the inexpensive foods that are causing us to be unhealthy, i.e. like fast foods, you're actually spending more money on the problem than the solution. So in spite of the mindset that, well, you know, buying a burger at McDonald's only costs a dollar. Well, with each burger you are buying, you're buying yourself a heart attack, which I guarantee you is a lot more than just a dollar. <laughs> so, and we want to go back to the whole food concept. Uh, you know, I live here in Denver. We have access to, you know, the farmer's markets. We've got some, you know, community co-op uh, markets, there is whole fresh food out there that is accessible, and you just have to go and get it. The reason why we choose other unhealthy foods is based out of convenience. And again, that goes back to the stress in our lives. We don't take the time to make health a priority because we have so much stress and demand and responsibilities in other areas of our life. So now you have a uh, little moniker that you say, think thin. So what does that mean? Yes. So this is actually a very, very important topic I teach my patients is is because what happens is, is that, you know, we had talked before the show, it's all about mindset. Now, you can, you know, watch your calories, you can eat the right foods, and you can exercise, but if you continue to call yourself fat, you are just putting yourself back up to gaining the weight later on. You have to understand that, you know, your body listens to itself and it begins with that thought in your mind, which leads to your belief system, which then leads to the actions that you take in your daily life. So I spend quite a long time with my patients to help them understand what are the behaviors of those healthy individuals? What are their thinking patterns? Um, how are they different And that is really the key to long-lasting weight loss changes, not the short-term, which is what everybody else is looking for. And um, the, the big question here that is, 
why do people need to lose weight? And and uh, weight, you said, is the treatment for the weight loss is the treatment for many of the conditions that you treated as a uh, internal medicine specialist. So what would you say is the main reason to lose weight? Sure. So, you know, there is a physiology in which if you are overweight, you know, your heart, for example, actually needs to pump harder in order for you to function. You know, we're just going down to the basics of, you know, high blood pressure. You know, your body is literally just pumping more blood flow because there's more body to you. Your joints are supporting the extra weight. And being overweight is inflammatory. I have patients who deal with arthritis in their knees, you know, their hips, their back, and believe it or not, it's actually not just the overweight, but being overweight causes you to have more inflammation all over your body. And and again, you know, you're putting your yourself at risk for diabetes, risk of stroke. So that's why I say, you know, um, obesity is truly the root of multiple diseases. And that's why I, I redefined myself as a doctor. I really came to the realization that I want to practice preventative medicine. If I could really switch and take the time to teach my patients to promote health rather than just treating disease, then believe it or not, I feel like I'm more of a doctor now than I ever was when I was a primary care doctor. So what you do when you have a person that comes to you and says, I know I need to lose weight, but I just can't seem to get it off. Do you put them through rounds of tests and this and that and the other and recommend uh, extra exercises and, and special dietary things? Or do you focus mainly on this thinking thin piece? Um, I focus on both. In fact, the very first step, and I'm glad you brought it up, I, the very first step that anybody needs to do before you start any diet or exercise program is to get a comprehensive lab work. We, as medical doctors, are those who, so to speak, look under the hood. I have a lot of patients who actually do eat healthy and they exercise, but they come to me and they wonder, well, why am I not losing weight? And I check lab work such as their thyroid, you know, their blood sugar, kidney function, a whole set of lab work. And then I find out, well, this is where you're stuck. You actually have a medical barrier to your progress. And so before you put in your blood, sweat, and tears to lose that one pound, we want to make sure that your body chemically is right to burn calories. So that's the first and foremost step. The second thing is once I see patients in the office, I really understand their lifestyle, how they're eating, then we create a customized dietary program. And it's very different 
depending on the person that's walking in my door. You may be a healthy 35-year-old female. You may be a 49-year-old female who is approaching menopause. Um, you may be a gentleman who has a family history of heart issues. So every individual is very different. So uh, it's very customized in that fashion. Uh, the third is, is that we are unique in that we're actually the only clinic that has a fitness training center in the middle of our doctor's office. So I actually <laughs> have um, personal trainers on staff who work one-on-one individually with our patients, again, to create that custom exercise program program because, you know, each individual has their different activity levels. And then finally, yes, I personally focus on the behaviors. That's where I'm more hands-on with my patients. And we're spending months, even up to a year or a couple years on the psychology and behaviors and how to think thin as part of my practice. Well, that's a, that's excellent to approach it from the whole body perspective and even more important, the individual perspective of what's, what's going on with that particular individual. And um, so, um, you know what, it is just about time for us to take a break. And so rather than getting into another subject, uh, let's just go on ahead and go on that break. So folks, don't go away. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you feeling stuck? Sometimes we just need a little help from a friend. Go beyond ordinary healing and experience the extraordinary healing journey possible with custom healing code coaching with Dr. Marianne Chase. Visit thehealingwhisper.com. Dr. Chase's coaching sessions can be conducted via Skype or by telephone. If you have half an hour to devote to getting yourself out of that rut, Dr. Mary Ann is ready to be that friend. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com and click Coaching. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with hosts Nancy Kerala and Dr. Chandra Bali Ghosh. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and the founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. And Dr. Ghosh is the chairperson of research and development for the C. diff Foundation. Together with their guests, we'll explore infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to The Healing Whisper, a return to peace. If you would like to comment or have a question about our show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. If you'd rather send an email, our email address is thehealingwhisper at mindspring.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. This is Dr. Marianne Chase, and my guest today is Dr. Angela Tran. She is a doctor of osteopathy as well as a board-certified internal medicine and obesity medicine specialist. She has a clinic here in the Denver area, uh, same, same town where I live, and she has the clinic 
<clears throat> excuse me, to help people lose weight, keep it off, and she approaches it from an individual and a whole body approach. Just before the break, you mentioned that you teach classes on what it means to think thin. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. So so the basics of my talk is just that I teach my patients make decisions of where you're going, not where you are. are. So what does that mean? You know, one of my favorite examples, and it's actually one of my favorite books, it's called The Shift, and it's by Peter Arnell. And believe it or not, it's actually not really a weight loss book. It's actually more of a business book. However, the first 100 pages are dedicated to the author's weight loss journey. Now, this gentleman was roughly about 400 pounds, and he owned several companies. You know, he was very successful, but he thought to himself, well, how do people take me seriously if they perceive me to be obese. And as you know, unfortunately, in this society, we have our own perception of, you know, those individuals who are obese. We think, you know, they particularly are lazy or they overeat, you know, or they're just sitting on the couch. And you and I know that that's not true. But he decided, well, if I want to lose weight... I need to start acting like it. And so he decided, well, if my goal is to be 150 pounds, he decided, well, what would a 150-pound man do in this situation? So before he even began any formal diet or exercise program, he channeled what a 150-pound man would do with every single decision that he makes. So he basically started acting like it, almost sort of like a role in a movie. And so I actually do that with my patients. In fact, the very first visit, we set our goals, and then we fast forward to that goal, and then I have my patients start identifying how different will your life be at your goal weight. Let's start listing out the decisions that you're making that are different than what you are now. And I tell you, it is such a growth experience right from the very beginning because, again, your brain is so powerful that if you plant that seed, it's sort of like if you, you know, the power of what you believe and what you think you can create. And so that's really the foundation of the topic of how I teach patients on a mindset level on how to achieve this. So now when we're talking about that mindset, it's actually putting a vision of the future in their minds. But let me kind of play the devil's advocate here. If they have subconscious beliefs about themselves that um, that they are not worthy of being a 150-pound man, for example, and if they have that belief, in, in my understanding... Unless that belief is 
taken out, uh, deprogrammed, and then reprogrammed with another belief that says, yes, I deserve to be, I am worthy of being a 150-pound man um, or woman. How do you tackle that? Oh, you you are spot on on that. So you you are absolutely right. I have patients for you know for example. In fact, I actually have a patient last week. She is 150 pounds now. She is actually at her normal weight. You know, we have helped her lose close to 60 pounds now, but she continues to tell me I still think. I'm 200 pounds, even though I have lost all this weight. And so we really explore. It takes practice on converting your thoughts from what you call limiting beliefs to what I call supportive beliefs. So I literally have patients write two columns and they are instructed to write every limiting belief that they come across and then you create a second column and you switch that limiting the belief to a supportive belief. For example, you know, she'll say, well, I'm still fat at 200 pounds. I have always been fat. And so I will have her draw an arrow, go to the second column and say, I have lost over 50 pounds. I am physically, emotionally, spiritually healthy and I can do this. And I have them read these thoughts over and over out loud and you can really sense there's even a vibration in their body that changes chemically for them to really switch their beliefs into the right-sided column. I know that this takes a lot of work. There's a lot of practice involved. But I tell you, this has been one of the most effective tools that I've had in my practice. The, just the physical writing of that. Mm-hmm. Yes, and just, you know, because we, we have, you know, a million thoughts a minute, right, in our brain, and (laughs) we we want to try to organize as much as we can, but until we actually write it down, really get that clarity and organization, that that piece of paper almost serves as outside eyes, because you're so caught up in this storm of thoughts, you really need to just put it down on paper so that you can start to sort it out, and then one by one, start converting those thoughts. And then again, it just takes practice uh, because, believe it or not, we are so good at being negative because we've been doing it for so many years. And so, but practice makes perfect, right? So if you continue to make, you know, the supportive beliefs, the positivity, you know, even though it does feel like it's an effort in the beginning, the more you do it, the easier it will become. So it's a repetitive action that that you're talking about. Now, are you uh, in favor, shall we say, of doing uh, affirmations? Oh, absolutely. Number one, uh, again, you know, the basis of my, you know, I guess, 
secret to long-lasting results is, again, it starts with the mind. And creating affirmations um, is really planting the right seeds, if you will, to really make sure that you're taking care of your roots and so that you bloom properly and starting to make the right healthy decisions for yourself. But um, let me ask you this question. If a person is making an affirmation and they still don't believe it, let's just take your example of your 200-pound woman, 150-pound woman that still believed she was 200 pounds. If you're having her make an affirmation that, I am 150 pounds, but she doesn't believe it. She still believes she's 200 pounds. Might not that affirmation cause additional stress? Oh, sure. It is actually a very overwhelming process. And again, on a deeper level, you know, we actually really explore. I asked that patient, well, where did you come up with that thought? And believe it or not, that your thoughts didn't really originate with you. And, and uh, let me tell you what I mean. Um, that was probably something you heard from someone else. Uh, for example, uh, perhaps your mother or father or your grandparents. Um, your neighbor, your, your teacher. Um, believe it or not, as soon as we were born, you know, we're, we're pure. We, we just want to survive. You know, we're, we're full of joy. But then, you know, we grow up in certain environments and we hear certain messages. And we, it is up to us to really take in what information is real and what we start to believe and what is not. And so I have a system where I really have patients go back into their past experiences and identify uh, where they heard that first thought. It's almost sort of like um, kind of recreating the back to the future moment. You know, I have them, let's hop into our DeLorean, let's go back into the future and really understand where you got that thought in the beginning. And again, when you have sort of a more of a, what I call an outside perspective, when they start to kind of go into the past, because, you know, um, hindsight, uh, you're able to, you know, you know more than you do back then. And so now when you go back to the experience, you're able to change that perspective, reframe how you look at the situation. And then we fast forward back to the present. And then we decide together, is that really true? And again, I know that this is a very complex issue. And again, that's why I spend lots of time with my patients. But uh, there's a lot of work involved in uh, switching that limiting belief into something that's supportive, that will allow that person to move forward. Right. And I would also like to add in there that it is possible that some of those beliefs were actually uh, inherited beliefs from uh, generational or, shall we say, ancestral um, uh, situations. And there, there is lots of, of proof that these beliefs uh, we didn't necessarily develop as that small child or even infant. Some of them came to us in utero as well as through our ancestral passing it down through that DNA. 
But uh, all that being said, I'd also like to add, and not to take away from what Dr. Tran has already said, I had a guest back in September 18 of 2015 who was talking about the importance of handwriting things down, and her name was Edith Nam, and she had defeated cancer just simply by writing. So folks... uh, Go back to that show and listen to what Edith had to say. And uh, uh, moving on here, the the thing about um, weight loss and the beliefs that we have is, is it's really great. But we still have to look at our bodies and what's going on with what we are eating and what we are not eating. And Dr. Trent, we we know that there are so many fad diets out there like the grapefruit diet and probably more diet books written than even cookbooks. So um, how do you approach this diet point? Sure. So uh, as a medical doctor, I do have the advantage of really under helping my patients understand how their bodies work in the first place. I have a full-on topic that I discuss with my patients on even how you process sugar, the role of insulin, how does stress play a role. I mean, there is a scientific physiology on how your body works. And I have that discussion with my patients. And once you understand how your body works, then it makes sense to you to create the right plan for you. So rather than hopping on the next fad diet, it's just, okay, what do I need to feed my body? What is the right fuel for my individual metabolism. And again, because of my specialty, I'm able to assist my patients and create a plan specifically for their body type, which is what is part of why we are successful and not just putting our patients on, again, the next latest fad diet. So now have you found that once people have gotten the weight off, once they are able to think thin, are they able to be, shall we say, set free of the clinic? Very good question. As everybody knows, weight loss is a journey. And I tell patients from the very start, just imagine how many years you have been struggling with your weight. And I am not going to make any promises that I'm going to fix you in just a matter of months. I will certainly help you lose weight and get you to your goal weight, but it's an ongoing process. Uh, And that's why I I love being a doctor because the reason why I, I signed up to do this is because I want to help people. I enjoy developing relationships. So honestly, even though I have, you know, different uh, programs, I actually see patients in the long run. So in fact, one of my patients that I saw uh, the very first week uh, of opening my clinic, I still see her today 
four years later. So it's it's really enjoyable to see, you know, the, the successes long term. This is really why we decided to do what we do. Well, excellent. It, it's more about helping the other people rather than making the cash that um, sometimes we're finding the, shall we say, conventional medical world has been tossed into. And uh, that's uh, rather refreshing. Well, it's very refreshing, Dr. Angela, I I must say myself. Um, Now, let's... uh, let me ask you this question. What does it take other than uh, mindset and eating right? If, is that the only two things that a person needs to be, to be a successful weight loss individual? Oh, uh, sure. You know, as everyone knows, weight loss is very complex. And, you know, I wish I could answer you know, the secret just in, you know, a five-minute conversation. But uh, if I were to simplify the blueprint to success, you know, in addition to obviously the mindset and the right diet and exercise program, uh, a couple of other things that I would recommend to the listeners. It's all about a plan. You know, I know that's such a boring answer and we've heard it before, but guess what? Nobody does it. (laughs) We have to help our patients follow a plan. Now, follow a plan that you can stick to. Again, that's why the the fad diets don't work is because it only works for a little while, but then it's not a sustainable way to go. And so uh, that's where I really work on um, my patients and just, again, how they live their lives. What plan can you follow day in and day out to protect yourself, especially on those long days at work where you don't have time, but sticking to a plan? Number two, it's all about consistency. It just means that, you know, rather than being really good one day and then really bad the next day or, you know, half of the time, you know, you are following a plan and the other half you're not. You just have to understand, and I teach my patients, you don't have to be perfect. You just have to make the better choice. And if you utilize that to make your decisions being consistent, that is the next that I recommend. And finally, the third, it's all about habit. When you know you've got it, it is when you're not even thinking about it anymore because it has become a habit. That's really the ultimate goal to long-lasting success where you have practiced day in and day out and you are making your decisions so natural, just like waking up and brushing your teeth. That is really the secret to keeping your weight off in the long run. Okay, well, great. You know what, Dr. Angela, it is time for our break. So, folks, when we come back, we will wrap this up with Dr. Angela Tran. Don't go away. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you feeling stuck? Sometimes we just need a little help from a friend. Go beyond ordinary healing and experience the extraordinary healing journey possible with custom Healing Code Coaching with Dr. Marianne Chase. 
visit thehealingwhisper.com. Dr. Chase's coaching sessions can be conducted via Skype or by telephone. If you have half an hour to devote to getting yourself out of that rut, Dr. Marianne is ready to be that friend. Visit thehealingwhisper.com and click coaching. If you have a loved one that is undergoing treatment for substance abuse or mental illness, you owe it to them and yourself to tune in to One Hour at a Time with host Mary Woods. This compassionate and educational talk show will help you help those that you love by better understanding their condition and their personal recovery process. Tune in every Monday at 12 noon Pacific time to One Hour at a Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Recovery begins this hour. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to The Healing Whisper, a return to peace. If you would like to comment or have a question about our show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. If you'd rather send an email, our email address is thehealingwhisper at mindspring.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. This is Dr. Marianne Chase, and my guest today is Dr. Angela Tran, who is a board-certified internal medicine and obesity medicine specialist. And you know what? She is approaching this whole obesity epidemic in a whole person and uh, thinking uh, perspective, which is why she is on this show about how she is helping people to help themselves to begin to think thin and move into this weight loss thing uh, with success. So, uh, Dr. Angela, how can people connect with you? Yes, so um, the easiest way is to go to my website at www.denverweightlossclinic.com. And because we're local here, I want to offer all of the listeners a free consultation with me. So if you schedule a consultation, I do have a link to book online and you can put in the code Dr. Mary Ann. And I will be more than thrilled to provide a free consultation where we spend um, a minimum of one hour going over your metabolic profile, your lifestyle, you know, what kind of diet and exercise program I can create for you, and how we can lead you to the success of your goals. Now, do you spell that, Dr. Marianne, D-R-M-A-R-Y-A-N-N-E? Yes. Okay. That's, that's Make, your name, so you yes. use uh, your name as the code. <laughs> yeah, sometimes people will uh, forget to put the E on the end of Anne. So. Sure, sure. <laughs> now, uh, do you ever consult and work with people uh, that are not from the Denver area? Oh, that's a, that's a great question. I want our listeners to... Stay tuned because I am launching an online course early 2017 where I, yes, am able to help 
those outside of the Denver area. Now, I do actually have patients currently who are coming to see me. I have several from Wyoming. I have actually three that drive from the mountains to come see me. And I have started to help an individual in California and one in South Carolina. So uh, I'm so excited to really expand and and help uh, people. I understand, you know, people are struggling out there and I am on a mission to really clarify the confusion out there and get everyone on the right foot to their healthy lifestyle. So in just a few months, you're going to be able to, uh, say, have some recommend a certain medical test after you've consulted with them, say, over Skype, and um, they can send that to you, and you they will eventually be able to attend classes uh, and webinars and things along those lines. Is yes, that what absolutely. you're going to Yep, and we're going to be creating a video course and a membership site. So uh, there's a lot in store. We're very excited to be launching it soon, uh, early next year. Well, super. Now, is there, you know, we've got some pretty significant holidays coming up. Thanksgiving and Christmas and all of the candies and actually just the Halloween holiday with everybody has all this leftover candy sitting on their desks and in uh, weight loss. I mean, in their in their anyway at the offices. What are some of the recommendations that you're making? So, well, one of the best things that I have is there are actually local dentists who are accepting these extra candy, and they're sending off to our troops overseas. It's it's such a wonderful way uh, to, again, you know, help each other. Um, Honestly, if you have a problem with candy and sugar, you just need to get it out of the house. And I say, no excuses, you know, just your kids enjoy their week of Halloween, you know, your significant other doesn't need to have it extra laying around. You need to get it out of the house. Uh, But, uh, you know, I'm sure, again, in your local area, there are organizations who will be happy to take the extra candy away uh, and put it into a good need for other use. Um, For other people, I tell, you know, um, unfortunately, I ran out of candy at right around 6.45 on (laughs) Halloween. So I felt a little bit bad. But at the same time, I said, oh, goodness, thank goodness. I'm I'm glad I got rid of it completely. That way I didn't actually have to uh, deal with that issue. So uh, for recommendations for those next year, uh, buy a good amount, but just think buy just enough so that you just know you will run out and give it to the last few kids so that you don't even have to worry about it. Well, for me, it was kind of a professional integrity situation to give out candy. So I think uh, I, 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 you know what, it's been too long. I I don't remember what I did to approach the Halloween thing. But, uh, you know, the sugar, the candy, it's a problem. So now when we are eating out at uh, family and friends for just, say, Thanksgiving or even eating at home, what are some tips that you we can use to keep us from uh, 
falling back into that hole because some foods are really actually physically addictive, like sugar. Sure. You know, the, the, the protective theme for the holidays, particularly Thanksgiving and Christmas, is all about portion control. You know, I remember as a kid, uh, we would pretty much sort of starve ourselves all day long so we could fit you know, way too much food in our bellies for Thanksgiving. <laughs> and, and obviously that was the very opposite of what you need to do. So, so the day of Thanksgiving or the day of Christmas, you want to make sure that you uh, have proper healthy snacks to just allow your hunger signal to be comfortable, not too much. And so I often tell my patients to get a vegetable tray and start snacking on that. That's number one, making sure that you don't get overly hungry so that you can control your portions. Number two, the simplicity of drinking a full glass of water before your meal, I tell you, does wonders because that water is taking up space in your stomach. And believe it or not, you're starting to already feel like you're stretching your stomach and, and it will be uncomfortable if you take that extra bite. So, so portion uh, with drinking a full glass of water is one of the easiest ways to help with that. And then the third and most important tip, don't eat standing up. That is really a trap or mindless eating. You know, we are guilty. We're standing on the island. You know, dinner hasn't been served yet, but we're just snacking. We're grabbing food out of bags and cans, and all of a sudden we've eaten 200 or 300 calories worth of food before the formal meal even begins. So please wait until you're actually sitting down when you're fully aware, have that mindfulness when you're eating so that you can properly eat, control your portions, and stop when you feel full. So now, how do you define mindful eating? Yes. So I sort of, my, my synonym for that is then eating. And so you can just imagine, especially around the holidays, it's very loud. You know, kids are running around. You know, all the adults are talking and chit-chatting. And believe it or not, your environment can be very stimulating. And for some, can actually make individuals very anxious. And anxiousness actually causes you to eat more. You are subconsciously trying to calm yourself down with food. And so mindfulness eating really means being fully aware and present when you eat. So don't think about the noise. Don't think about the, the responsibilities that you have to do tomorrow. Don't think about what you didn't get done yesterday. Be present. Be really in tune. Enjoy the taste of food. You know, don't don't eat that piece of chicken like my dog Lucky, where you're not even sure if <laughs> he even tasted it. Just goes down his mouth and into his stomach, and he's already asking for another one. So really, just have the respect for food, and that really helps you slow down. Because remember, it takes your body chemically at least fifteen to twenty minutes to even create that hormone full signal. So slow down. Be present, pay attention, and you will do just great. And um, I, I might suggest that if it's Thanksgiving or any time, uh, 
that uh, you actually eat with the thought of thanksgiving in your mind to be mindful about gee you are truly thankful for that food in front of you because there are some people in this world that uh, won't even get that kind of a meal uh, no matter what so gratitude it, it, it is a very important important part of our lives in general as well as when we eat. Now what energy modalities do you recommend for your patients? You know I'm talking about things like Tai Chi or Qigong, even things like uh, tapping, RET, emotion codes and, and the healing codes. What do you recommend? Oh, those are all wonderful modalities. It really is very dependent on the patient. I really enjoy Tai Chi. That's one of my favorites, especially for my patients because um, Tai Chi is easy on the joints. I have a lot of patients who, again, have physical limitations uh, due to arthritis and other issues that have been contributed by their weight. Um, tai Chi also provides a very meditative sort of energy balance uh, focus, uh, again, because it is has a very holistic approach to balancing your energy, Tai Chi is absolutely one of my favorites, and I really recommend it to anyone out there. Yeah, I um, particularly enjoy Tai Chi. One of my guests back in May of 2015, David Dorian Ross, uh, talked about Tai Chi and, and <clears throat> that, that sort of thing. So it, it's a, a really wonderful uh, way of moving. And uh, how about meditation? How do you work meditation into your patients' lives? I really enjoy guided meditation. Now, I, uh, I'll admit that when I do personal meditation, it's, it's, it's challenging for me to really focus on my thoughts because, you know, like we have responsibilities. I have a two-year-old. I own a business. You know, I have employees. And, and it, to allow me to really dial down the noise, I actually have guided meditation. So um, this can be from any of the apps on your smartphone. There are plenty of free ones. I'm sure there are paid ones as well. Um, there's also, if you uh, put guided meditation on YouTube, you can also find videos. And so that way, the speaker helps you really focus in your thoughts. So you have an external voice that you can focus on, uh, especially for the beginner's who aren't familiar with meditation and really have trouble sort of quieting that voice, I recommend the guided meditation for that. Right. Now, uh, we're getting real close to the close of the show. Let me ask you one more question. Do you ever have your patients go through hypnosis? That's a very good question. Um, that is something based on the individual needs. That is, is something I certainly encourage if I find that an individual 
really struggles with the subconscious or conscious limiting beliefs. Uh, I have personally tried uh, hypnotherapy. It has been effective for me. Uh, I find utility in that as well. So, uh, again, that's really, again, the control of the mind. And if you, you know, can find a, a good hypnotherapist, especially when you struggle with those negative critical thoughts, that's one of the best techniques for that. Right. Well... Way too soon, we have come time for the end of the show. And as I always close the show, I want to remind everybody that the very wise man thousands of years ago, his name was King Solomon, and he said, above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. And so, until next week, folks, blessings. Thank you again for taking the advice of your heart and tuning in to The Healing Whisper, A Return to Peace. Please join your host, Dr. Marianne Chase, again next Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We hope to talk to you again next week. 